one of the kind of hallmarks of, you know, so-called progressive rock is that it doesn't conform to the conventional um, way that tracks normally would unfold. You know, the, so a, a piece of progressive rock can go in very unpredictable directions in terms of song structure. It doesn't just have to be verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. So I think that was one of the things that always appealed to me from the very, very beginning, hearing my dad play things like Dark Side of the Moon and Tubular Bells when I was a kid was this idea, oh, you know, this is not, this is not normal pop music. It doesn't just have the normal structures that pop music has. You don't know when you put a piece of this kind of music on, you don't necessarily know where you're going to end up. You don't know where you're going, what, you don't know what kind of landscapes you're going to move through in the course of listening to a piece of music of this kind. Um, which is something it has in common with the, you know, the whole kind of symphonic tradition, isn't it? Um, classical music and stuff. But pop music, for better or worse, kind of developed this, um, this kind of structure, structural similarity, you know, you have an intro, you have a verse, you have a chorus, you have a middle bit, and then you have a chorus. And I guess part of me always thought, well, surely pop and rock music is capable of being much more than that, you know? And of course, progressive rock is, rock is not the only kind of music that kind of plays with the ideas of conventional pop structure, but a lot of rock music does conform to those kind of conventional structures. And I've always found it more interesting to, to confront those kind of um, tropes and cliches and play with them. And, and I love it when music is surprising and unfolds in, in more unusual ways in that respect, I guess.